Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. If you have any comments or just want to say hi, please feel free to send me an email to whatshouldiwatchT at gmail.com. Good morning. Good morning. It's 9.49 in the morning. We've got some updates on the new drama. What am I talking about? <laughs> the uh, the drama we've been discussing. I'm trying to channel morning news anchors. Morning news people, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching morning news, so they always say, Good morning, it's 9.45. 9.49, we've got some updates on the major traffic on a highway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let's take it over to weather. <laughs> what do we have? We've got tornadoes. Yes. And hail and rain and flooding. And clouds today. Very, nice. very strange. My kind of weather. It's a, uh, it's a strange time here. And we've got Carmen here with us. Hi, Carmen. Carmen? That's the sound something. of Carmen responding. She does not respond. Carmen is my dog. She's about five pounds, five to six pounds. Dachshund and Pomeranian mix with a little bit of poodle and whatever else. And if you'd like to rent our dog. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like it's an ad for dogs. You know what? Today is National Puppy Day. Oh. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know either, but I feel like there's day every day. For Some everything. kind of a celebration yeah. every day. And so today's National Puppy Day. What do we do on National Puppy Day? I don't know. Carmen's far from being a puppy, so. True. I don't even know what she was like when she was puppy because I got her when she was between two and three-ish years old. So, She's from a shelter, so. So the ASMR that you hear is us petting Carmen. That's oh. the sound of her fur being massaged gently. Actually, there might be a Carmen licking ASMR. <laughs> she loves licking. She does love licking. You know, there's no dogs in this show. There's only one animal. Peacock. The peacock, yeah. yeah. What does peacock sound like? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard a peacock speak. Do they like squeak? Like chicken or something? I feel like it would be Duck. more like a uh, some exotic bird, like a cacao or something like that. Does that sound like chicken? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like that's what a peacock would do. Do they actually fly, like in the show? I don't know. It's a good question. If you're a bird expert <laughs> and would like to tell us about peacocks, please email. We want to know more about peacocks. I actually liked how they made the peacock look like a kind of fake. You know, like, especially when Peacock fl flew, right. it definitely looked like a computer graphic. Yeah, it was, like, animated. And I think it's... I, I like that, because it's uh, 
I mean, it's a comedy. It's supposed to be comedy, right? Right. So I think it's kind of like an exaggerated comedy. I like that. I like that they didn't try to make it look real. I mean, I'm sure they they knew it looked too fake, but I like that they left it like that, whether intentional or not. Right. It was kind of meant to be kind of funny. Yeah. A funny moment. Yeah. So episode 13. And 14. And 14. So we have this in one more week, next week, and that will be it for mine. Yep. Episode 14, big reveal. We pretty much learn everything. Almost. But 13 was really fun. It kind of moved us around in different areas and got us thinking about different possibilities and what was going to happen. Yes. Let me pull up my note on... 13. Oh, yeah, that's right. Everyone will lie. Everyone, Everyone is will lie. lie. That's right. Yeah. So should I do my summary right now? Yeah, why not? We don't have my mom to do the introduction. She went back to Korea. Yeah, sadly. It was nice having her here. We've got Carmen. Carmen, you want to do introduction? Oh, she's looking at me now. She's like, what? <laughs> You want to do a lick sound? Okay, so here's a summary of episodes 13 and 14 of Korean drama Mine. Now, the story is finally at the present time, and it turns out that the nun's confession was seven days after the alleged murder. She tells the police that she saw Jiyoung on the floor and another person next to him. But when she returned to the scene a few minutes later, the second person was gone and she saw Hisu on the top of the stairs. The detective naturally becomes highly suspicious of the second person and starts interviewing the Han family members. The cage fighter who's been in a coma gains consciousness and yells at Hisu that he will kill Jiyoung. Since he's crucial witness for Jiyoung's crime, Hisu asks Hejin to hide him. And she gives Jiyoung a chance to turn himself in, but he refuses. After learning of the son's crime, the old chairman also tries to persuade him to start over, and the nun tries the same, but both fail. Taehyung schedules a shareholders meeting at which she'll try to be elected as a chairwoman of Hyowon Corporation. Before taking this big step, she confesses her sexual orientation to her husband, but Jinho cares more about her plan to take down Jiyoung from the CEO position. Suhyuk and Yuyeon finally get engaged and the family hosts a party for them. At the party, the male maid who's been agonizing over killing Jiyoung for the blue diamond whispers something to Jiyoung, and some hours later, he turns up dead. He should tell the detective that she doesn't remember anything, and this memory loss started since Jiyoung's death. The family thinks it's from the shock, but still they can't believe that she doesn't even recognize Hajun. The detective is suspicious about her memory and starts investigating. He finds an old low-budget movie that was never released and Hisu was the main character in it. What's interesting is that the movie is called The Night of the Memory. 
What do you think, Carmen? <laughs> okay, so there was kind of a switch with the, I don't know, the feel of the show for me. So 13, we kind of finally see all of the plotting and everyone, you know, playing their hands and a lot was revealed. And then 14, we know he's dead and it's the aftermath. There's a lot of scenes about that. And what happens is they kind of introduce these two new characters, which are the detective and then the other police that are investigating. And it kind of turns into, oh, now it's kind of a police procedural in a way where these this detective, you want to see if he can figure out what happened, you know? Yeah. And we know that the three women are a part of it, right? They mm-hmm. did something. Um, did they murder him? Did someone murder him? Who was it? Was it them? Was it an accident? Was it on purpose? And so you're kind of, you know, now getting a different perspective, not just from the inner family, you know, you're getting right. perspective from the outside saying, okay, now it's kind of a game between the outside and the inside. Right. Which I really like. It changed it up and kept me interested. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good... But 13 was um, more like all of the stuff that we've been thinking about and learning about, it just kind of all came Mm -hmm. together and was really well written. And then we're like, okay, so yeah, he was murdered and this has all happened and we can kind of see how this might turn out. But then 14, we kind of got the perspective from the outside. So I like how that kind of switched. But that's just a general idea. That's That's a really good analysis to be general idea. Analysis. It's like a, yeah, from inside to outside. Yeah. Yeah. Because before, yeah, we didn't know who's on whose side and what's going on between the family members. And right. now that's kind of confirmed, that's set. And then now it's about people, like new characters, like you said. Yeah, that's good. I like that perspective. Yeah, and the, you know, Ji Young's murder obviously was the big kind of question mark, you know. Right. And was carrying the plot line, and now we know he's dead. Right. And so now it's about, oh, who killed him? We know they were involved, the women were involved, but they bring in the detective to kind of say, okay, what really happened here? Right. So I think it's really cool. I'm anxious to see what will come of it. But let's just kind of follow up and see what happened in 13. I like the... You know, when 13 starts, it starts with this, I want to call it a lie montage. Right. It's like, a, <laughs> uh, it's like a dark lighting and then you see like face close up. Right. And then the kind of light goes on and off. And it you switches between the, the, the women. women and, yeah. yeah. And I didn't think much about it. But then after I watched the first, uh, the 14th episode, I was thinking like, you know what? It might not be Hisu because... Um, the old woman, the wife, yeah. kept saying, like, kept yelling at the detective, saying, how do you know if she's the nun's not lying? Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. It might not be whoever. It might not be whatever she's saying. And then that got me thinking, like, what if what if it wasn't Hisu on the stair, on the balcony? Right. Because the line montage shows that they all kind of look alike. Yeah. When the lights were out. Oh, interesting. Remember yeah. that? Like, yeah. Because we only see the faces, right. the shape, and then all three women, they all kind of look alike with their shadows. Huh, interesting. Well, you know, with the one on the ground, too, um, with Hisu on the ground, mm-hmm. 
at first I didn't recognize her. I think her hair was back. Right. And yeah. It, it almost looked like a different person. Right. Um, initially. Right. And I, it almost looked like one of like I wasn't sure if it was one of the eldest sons, like women that you know. Right. Yeah. I wasn't sure how it was related. So that's a good point. And I think that's why they inserted that lie montage. Right. Because to show like it's sort of like a, a direct metaphor. Yeah. To show, like, you know, they all kind of look alike in the shadow, uh, in the dark. And they're all in it together. Yeah. So. And maybe there's not much difference between them? I don't know. More physically than anything. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's uh, that's what 13th about. And uh, thanks for joining today. <laughs> that's it, everybody. Thank you. Well, okay, what else? some of the key moments in that episode were... Um, just kind of toying with what are the possibilities, you know. Um, the brother awakened and left the hospital. The fighter brother. Yeah, yeah. and he's who's hiding him. Um, and then there was the, they kind of showed the scene that led up to um, the tutor coming in and after Asu revealed to Jiyoung that your son is going to be in the States mm-hmm. and I have someone who's going to take... Right. Him. And then she walks in. So that was like a backward. Yeah. So we saw that scene before, right? Before in episode 12. And then now it explains like what and what timeline that happened. Yeah. It gives us the timeline, fills in the blanks. Yeah. But also, Jiang's reaction was kind of strong. Like, he seemed surprised. And so, what we learned in episode 13 was that. He basically had that guy try to kidnap her and possibly kill her. Right, right. Which we didn't know before. Yeah. And he hadn't heard back from him yet. Uh-huh. So when that moment happened, she walks in. He's thinking, oh, she should be kidnapped or gone or whatever right. he paid him to do. Yeah. So that was a surprise. And Hisu kind of, you know, one-upped him in that, in that moment. And now we're also getting a little bit more story about Ji Young and why he is the way he is, you know. I think yeah, what do you think too. about that? Like, I, I don't know. Are we supposed to feel sympathetic? sympathetic or I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm not sure if they just want to kind of explain mm. um, the reasoning behind it. Or, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a, a way to look at the outside because he's kind of an outsider of the family in a way. Right. Right. So we're kind of caught up in the characters of the family. So naturally, we maybe like them, mm. or we we understand their world. We're in their world. We're on their side, maybe. Yeah. And so now he's kind of showing the different possibilities. Like, oh well, you know, I was treated like crap, and no one ever cared. And so that might be one possibility of why that's kind of being brought up. But for me, I, I don't. I just see him as like a evil dude. I'm against him, you know. Yeah. As as a person who's watching the show, so I don't really pay much attention to his story. I'm like, whatever, you know. He <laughs> this happens. Like he he didn't have to be this way. Right. Is kind of where my head is. So um, I'm on the side of the ladies. Yeah, I think it was it was important for the nun to understand that side of him. Right. And for her to try to talk to Gio. And I feel like that also shows the nun is actually a nun, you know? Yeah. Because show, like, cause there's a moment, like, she's, she yells at the daughter of right. the family, and she gets, you know, she has her moment, like, you know, one day, like, she throws her 
headset, like right. headgear thing. And so, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, it's difficult. I know it's difficult to become a nun. Yeah. You can't just like sign up like, okay, I'll go through the training and I'll become a nun. You know, it's not, it's just simple as that. Right. I was also thinking like, I know she's not, that's not her undercover but like I was kind of like I don't know how serious she is about her job. Yeah, I wasn't but sure either. But I feel like that out. also. Yeah, now now you see like she talks about it. I think in both thirteen and fourteen episodes, you see her doing more of her job. Right. Like she's talking to. Um, male Actual maid. nunnery. <laughs> yeah, she's talking to male maid on a golf cart. And she talks about how, you know, God doesn't forgive or forgive. Right. Or, like, she talks about um, Beelzebub. I think that was the Satan that was yeah. once, once a... No, it might be a... Fallen guardian angel or something yeah. like that. No, what was that? Lucifer. I think it was Lucifer. Might be Lucifer. Lucifer was actually an angel. And then right. So she, there was a line that kind of implies that that was Lucifer and, you know, what God forgives or not. And there's a little religious conversation between her and the male maid. Right. And then she talks to Jiyoung that, you know, God loves you, blah, 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 and you have to do this, and she's she's doing her job, you know. Yeah, she is. So I think that was maybe an important device. So you think she's real? I mean, yeah, she is, she is a real. Okay, so she's a real nun? I just wasn't sure how serious she was. About it, right. About her job. Maybe, like, she became a nun... With ulterior motive, you know. Well, I think, too, the, the way that Ji Young is confided in her, you know, shows us more about her than it does about him. Exactly, you know? yeah. And why she has to have that relationship and what her connection is with him and all that. Yes. So, in a way, her being a nun trying to save him is really, like you said, her job. I mean, she sees this fallen soul and what he's going through and she's trying to change him and make mm-hmm. him realize that it's does it can be it can be better you know? yeah and then maybe that's part of her struggle too not just her personal connect connection to him but realizing that she can't she can't save him mm-hmm. so anything else happened in 13 that was interesting so we know jiyoung's dead for sure in 13 yes. but we're still trying to figure out like who killed him and right. i think there are a couple clues yeah. Because the fighter brother yep. wakes up and he he literally says to Hisu that I'm going to kill your husband. Right. And the mailmate, Songtae, he's getting bribed by the first son. Yeah, he's in possession of it. Yeah. And Which means that he accepted and he, the offer. Right, right. I mean, he accepted, but... He hasn't necessarily we don't done know. it. Like, yet. yeah. He but, still lives in the house, so they can always take it right. back and say, like, okay, deal is off. And he, but he's a possibility. Yeah, and he's in, the, he's in the scene, you know. They show him at the scene, at the crime scene. And, and I he, think it's important to note the first daughter-in-law, Sahyun, she's a good suspect because we know that she was on the balcony at right. the, that, the murder scene. But then we don't know if she was standing there or if she, if the shadow just looks like her. Right. But she does say, you know, that there's a scene that she calls Ji Young's assistant guy, like uh-huh. secretary kind of guy, young man. And then she's like, well, I'm going to make it clear. Ji Young's done. Right. So 
I mean, that can just mean like, you know, she's going to take her, she's going to take his position. It just could be like work related, but it can also mean like he's literally done. Yeah. Like his life is over. He'll be, you know, I'm going to take care of him. Yeah, it could just be, it couldn't, it might not just be work related. It might right. just be his existence. So, yeah, I was thinking like later, like, oh, that might be what she meant. Huh. You know, so the things that also happen is after the murder, Heisu conveniently gets amnesia. And then the male maid, being a suspect or whatever, they end up sending him to, what, Morocco, right? Mm-hmm. Or somewhere. Or he, I think he volunteers. Jinho was like, you know, it's cheap to live there or it doesn't cost much. And Which was part of the deal. This, will go long, this money will go a long way in right. Morocco. That's what he says. So So he's out of the picture. And, and the detective knows where he is. Like, detective, right. maybe not Morocco, but detective knows, like, they can't reach the male maid. Yeah. And none of the maids look like they can't reach him either. Right. And he didn't tell anybody. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's setting up for a little mystery. Sort of a detective mystery part now. With episode 14. Which is great because he's investigating. And then he's working with the other guy and they're investigating. Now, some of the things that were revealed in 14 were that the tutor was in Boston. You know, I, I have a question about that. Yes. Yeah. They said uh, in like in the previous episode, they were like, you know, when she walks in, when Hejin walks into the house, the wife was like, I'm going to send Hajun to study abroad right. in Canada, and I already have a tutor to go with him. And then now they're in Boston. I'm like... They mentioned the States, and they mentioned Canada. Okay. So what's in Canada? Uh, snow? <laughs> Vancouver, which is a city I want to visit and maybe live. Well, they have Yeti for sure. The tutor went was in Canada before. Oh, that's right. Right, so that's the connection to Canada, because they have that family there that she worked at, and then that's oh. that knew the family, this family. So that could be why they were saying Canada. But also, I remember they said several times, like, we're, we're going to take him to the States, and he's going to be in the States. Oh, and okay. So, uh... Because I was getting sure. really confused. I was like, is Canada supposed to be a lie to hide Hajun? But then I was like, no. She did tell him that it, he's going to be in Canada. And then now she's also telling him that he's in Boston. Yeah. Right. So I was, like, getting really confused. Like, I don't think the writer team that can write something like this will make a mistake of location. Right. Like, hey, wh- where did we say that before? Like, Boston? Canada? Connecticut? Right. Like, yeah, yeah I don't, I, I don't make know. the mistake. I but. feel like maybe I didn't, I didn't necessarily pick up on that, so. Yeah. Um, but, the question is, the way that detectives are looking at it, where was everyone at the scene, right? Mm-hmm. When this happened. Right. So that now we're seeing that sort of thing. The mailmaid was apparently, or could have been there, but now he's gone. He's out of the country. Can't be reached. The tutor, who may have been involved, apparently was gone in, in Boston. Yeah, right? she said she was already And there was a mix-up with the cops when they were looking this up. 
because they used her different name. Remember, she had the two used names. The fake name Kanja, and the fake name was the one that was tied to the Canadian tutor. Remember, right? So maybe there's something with that, which is why they mentioned Canada. You never know. Yeah. And then the oldest son, Jiho, what happened with him? He was at that engagement party, which is apparently when the murder happened, right? After mm-hmm. after that. So. But it, he went to the hospital his because brother-in-law his brother-in-law got, got into a wreck, right? So what's the circumstances behind that? Why did the brother-in-law get in a wreck? Was that real? Who was the wreck with? Was that part of the plan to get him out of the scene? You know, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Even the wreck. Because it's very convenient, right? Yeah. So, and then there's... Well, I just assumed that the brother-in-law was on his way to the party. Right. And then got in the wreck. And they keep going back to the fact that the sister was drinking a lot of wine that night. So why was the sister so intent on getting drunk? What happened with her? Why did she need to drink so much wine? Because when they keep showing her, she's like all just messed up for some reason. Like she's emotional usually, right? I mean, she drinks, but she doesn't just... We know she... You mean you mean the first daughter or... The... Yeah. The two brothers' sister. Yeah, the, first the sister. Yeah. So she is drinking and so that's the reason why she couldn't go pick up her husband. That's the explanation they give for why Jiho went, remember? Oh. That's why I think there's something to do with an alibi there with the wreck. I just assumed that she was drinking a lot because, I mean, she's a she's a mess anyway. And right. then she seemed like like she didn't quite approve of um, Sohyun becoming the chairwoman. Because everybody else is on board. But yep. she, like, you know, at the dinner table, they told her, Jinho told her, like, you should just, you know, agree with this. Because that's the only way for us to take down Jin Jiyong. Right. And then she was like, what? What is going on? Like, you guys are all crazy, you know? Like, yeah. she knows she doesn't have any other choices, but she's not, like, she doesn't like that choice either. So I thought, you know, she's just thinking about that. And after this party, there's going to be shareholder meeting and she's just not happy about it. And plus, she's just messed to begin with anyway. So I didn't think much about her drinking and... Well, but yeah, that's a that's a good guess. Yeah, I mean, specifically, she's got the issue with her husband. Maybe she found out about the affair. Maybe she's involved in the wreck. I don't know. You know? But she's drinking for some reason. Like, they, they've never shown her as just a straight-up alcoholic. You know, that was always Jin Ho. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know? So all of a sudden, she's hey, runs so much wine. <laughs> all of a sudden, she's so intoxicated that she can't go pick up her husband or her husband doesn't contact her. Or maybe her husband didn't contact her because he was with his woman or whatever. And I Supposedly feel like... Supposedly Jasmine? Yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's that the connection. Bible study. It's the Bible study. Yeah. yeah so... The crazy woman. Um, yeah, the, you're yeah. right. It, it might not be anything, but to me, I just picked okay. up on that. Okay, that's and a, it was yeah. Something. No, it, I, I understand. I think what's interesting is that as the detectives dig into what what happened on the scene, each one of them has this kind of strange little alibi. Knives out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, now we're into knives out. So, what's the title of uh, episode fourteen? Knives out. <laughs> it should be maybe right. Um, Knives out. 14. It was Searching in the Dark. No, Fighting in the Dark. Fighting in the Dark. Yeah. And what was the title of the screenplay? The Night of the Memory. The Night of No Memory? The Night of the Memory. The Night of the Memory. The Night of the Memory. Okay. Gotcha. So it's sort of like... I think the translation is not exactly right. It's something like um, the night... 
you remember or the night you don't remember right that's kind of that's i think i remember like what that, i was picking yeah. so with all of that going on however i mean the big reveal is that he's dead and we know that Hisu is on the scene. Mm-hmm. We also are questioning whether or not she actually has amnesia. Because right. Ajun gets in trouble and she breaks her act. Right. For a moment. Right. It's, so, it's like a mother instinct. Like, yeah. you can't think in that moment. Right. Yeah. So the love for Hajun was more powerful than her acting ability. Which is so... I don't <laughs> understand how that's possible. There's no, there's no explaining or convincing that's going to change your understanding of that. That's fine. We get that. Uh, so. I feel like I can relate more to Gio. Why he became <laughs> that way. And why he's doing things he's doing. Maybe that says a lot about, about you. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Uh, so it's. Any recent crimes around this house? <laughs> we, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we can see there are some different possibilities about who may have actually killed him. Was he pushed over the edge by... Uh, oh, that's right. What's her name? Sorry. So Hisu and... Uh, Hejin? Sawyan? Sawyan. Yeah, that's the wife of the first son, right? Yeah. So Sawyan, the tutor... Heijin and the um, Heisu, the right. actress. Yeah. So all three, any one, any one of them could have been involved with it. Right. But, okay, I forgot about that. Is it a... It looks like maybe somebody pushed them out of the balcony, but what's up with the scar thing on Sahyun's hand? Well, we get the reveal at the end of episode 14. So the big reveal is that... She was moving sculpture in her gallery. Well, that's what she says to the <laughs> yeah. detective, right? No, but seriously, like, why, if, if it was just like simply like pushing somebody off the balcony, why would she have a scar? So that's what we figure out, because we see the weapon at the end. The like fire extinguisher? The fire extinguisher, yeah. So we think that's the weapon now. So the, the possibility of... There being some argument, maybe Ji Young gets aggressive with Heisu, but then Sa-young, mm-hmm. Sa-young comes out with the fire extinguisher, smashes him over the head. <laughs> he falls over. He's still holding on to Ji Young, maybe, or still holding on to Heisu, maybe, and so she falls over too. They both hit the floor. She wakes up. He doesn't. And then now it's all about the cover up, right? So what the cop is trying to figure out is who took her to the hospital. And that's when we learned that it was the same person who may have taken the fire extinguisher to him. And the cop kept thinking that it was the tutor that shot him, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was, was that sort of like a dream. Or, I mean, it was like a... He was picturing what might have happened, right? Right. I think it was his dream. Yeah, I don't think it was real. I just think yeah. it's like, why? there's no gun wound. Why, why would you think? Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. You know, it's funny that I actually watched this entire drama two years ago, and I don't remember. <laughs> like, disclaimer, like, I watched the full 60-minute episodes, and now that I'm doing this again, like, I don't remember. I actually didn't remember who died until, like, <laughs> I, was, I started to watch this again. And now I really don't remember who killed him and how he 
like ended up on the floor. Isn't that much more enjoyable for you then? You can just relive it all over again. Not have to worry about knowing how it ends. I feel like I need to go see a doctor and get my brain scanned. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it it's neat how you're completely uh, open to whatever's going to happen again. Yeah, there are I, things that you remember, though. I, I do remember Hisu amnesia kind of thing, but I don't remember... When that came up, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Right. That happened. But, like, I don't remember. And I really don't remember the ending. Well, you've watched a lot of Korean drama since then, so. Yeah. And I just started a new one yesterday, so that's quite different than mine. And I might cover that in one of the upcoming episodes. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, there's lots to look forward to still with the last, what, two episodes? Yeah. I think it's it's good that, you know, we only have two episodes left and things are still unsure. Right. Because I feel like some of the Korean dramas, like once you reach like maybe episode 10. 10. Yeah. I I, I usually feel like it's 10 or 11-ish and I'm at a point like, okay, I don't need to watch the rest. Uh, they've already kind of resolved all the storylines. Or like, and yeah, I'm like you can kind of see like where it's gonna go and right. like how things are gonna unfold. And I feel like a lot of dramas kind of change the writing. Like there are certain styles. Uh-huh. Um, like you see, like okay, this is not how it was in the previous episodes, and that usually happens around like eight or nine. Interesting. And then I read something about you know how there's like a famous writer uh-huh. like. And then they have a, the person as a team of right. like a small writer, like so. Usually, the this main, the famous writer will write, including pilot and the first like five six episodes, right. just to get it like build up, and then the rest will be up to the like, staff writers, right? And then I was like, okay, maybe that explains why I Are always feel like yeah. yeah, like around like episode eight or nine, I always feel like it kind of gets lose and like maybe not so much like interesting stuff and it is interesting in in terms of like storyline and how things are supposed to happening or right but like i don't know it just doesn't feel as tight yeah Yeah. it's kind of fluff right they're filling in the space like a charlotte episode a lot of space yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) charlotte episode you want to explain what charlotte episode is oh well i feel like we're gonna use that term more often so you should explain what charlotte episode it's a charlotte episode uh, so in Sex and the City, sometimes there would just be, you know, once they establish the, their form and what they, you have to have a storyline for each character, right? Sometimes they would intersect, sometimes they wouldn't, sometimes it'd be off on their own, but there's always, you had to create enough for each actor to do. So the writers would have to, you know, obviously work hard to create a storyline for each character for every episode, which is crazy, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah. It's understandable, and I really loved that show, and I watched it a lot. But every once in a while, there would be like an episode where Charlotte, for some reason, it seemed like it was always her. Her character, they just didn't have a storyline. So they would just create <laughs> some kind of storyline that just didn't... It just didn't really matter. Like, I remember there was one where suddenly she was thinking about her old days of horseback riding, and so she went to, like... <laughs> 
one of the stables around New York or whatever, and she re- oh, had this whole right. flashback about her horse. I think it was her. I remember the name it was Taddy. Her name's her horse's name was Taddy. So, oh so meanwhile, you have these cool storylines with other characters, and then you know Charlotte's off with her horse. Like, it just doesn't have <laughs> anything to do with anything. So, so sometimes, yeah, I guess writers have to create those kind of episodes. You know? Yeah. There was a. Um, I know in America, a lot of the times, your creator, the person who wrote the show uh-huh. or created the show, they'll usually write the first episode, maybe the second or third, and then they'll usually write the end episode because oh. they're closing out the storyline. Right. So then maybe they'll have some plot points in the center that you have to hit, like yeah. episode six or seven, or it depends on how long the series is. Right. But then what happens is you have a showrunner, what's called a showrunner. Uh-huh. That's a head writer who's going to move the show. Right. And they're going to connect all those plot lines. That's what they do. So uh-huh. you you don't have 30 episodes written. You know, Got it. You just write it every week. So you have a showrunner that gets those, remember those plot lines, remember those storylines, make yeah. sure all the dots are connected. That's the person that kind of takes over that part of it. Uh-huh. So that, that, and then you have a team under them that is doing the work. Yeah. So those writers are bringing their stuff every week to the showrunner, and then that's how they connect it together. Now, sometimes the creator is the showrunner. Mm-hmm. But usually it's more than one person, and sometimes it's like a seasoned showrunner because just because you write a great two or three episodes yeah. and you've got a great idea for a series doesn't mean you've ever known how to write for a network and have deadlines every right, week. So right, you bring right. in a showrunner that's been doing it for years, and they can get you through all those like ups and downs. And you know, you know that you know some of those episodes are not going to be great <laughs> but you, you get through you hit your points yeah. and you know you keep the audience interested and, and that's that's part of it so that's like a whole separate job and i don't know how it breaks down in korea but it's probably somewhat similar although the way that your series works you know with 16 episodes and each one is like could be an hour or 45 minutes or an hour and a half like it's a completely different style of writing and it's mm-hmm. shot more like a film for most of the time most episodes in America, at least for network, are not shot like a film. You're starting to see that more with like Netflix right, TV shows, yeah. Apple shows. Like yeah. it's more like a long film, right. you know, where you have a lot. I think so. that's why Netflix got popular with their original series when they first started doing that because yeah, was so much, yeah, so like well made. stuff like House of Cards. Yeah, I mean that was. It was like a long movie. It was yeah. amazingly shot and, and all that. So Thank you. That was Grant's five-minute yeah, sorry. Of, Whatever uh, breakdown. how the shows are made and Analysis. how it's written. If you want to hear and learn more about <laughs> script writing, subscribe to my channel. No, I'm just kidding. Subscribe to my podcast and he might throw a few more. In the These next. are very small insights. This is nothing big. Like okay. I don't know a whole lot. And also, you can edit all this out, so it's fine. <laughs> You can cut and paste. Just put certain words in there, like the Charlotte episode, you know, stuff like that. So make it sound that's cohesive. basically what Charlotte episode is about. Yeah. So now, maybe ten years later, there will be a Wikipedia page of the Charlotte <laughs> episode. The term was first coined on "What Should I Watch?" podcast. Blah blah blah. Right. That's funny. Great. What were we talking about? Well, yeah, I, just, I was just talking about how the show is still pretty great. Like it's still tight. Yeah, and interesting. With two episodes left. So, yeah. Really, now it's like the cops against the family. Yeah, yeah. You know? So what are the what are the cops going to find out? Is anyone going to be prosecuted? Is anyone going to be, you know, reprimanded? I feel like 
maybe there's a little mystery left, but uh, it's more like, hey, let's see what happens. Like, I want to watch how this turns out, you know. It's not so much me understanding who did what anymore. Okay. Well, for me, it's still who did what. So you still want to find out who killed him. And if I'm still, like, not sure if the three women are really, like, well, in it together. let me ask you this. Yeah, so do you think there'll be a surprise when it comes to who did it? Uh, good question. Uh, no. I mean, we know one of those people, like either one of the three women or the male maid did it. But I don't think it's going to be male maid because it's too obvious. Okay. And although the fighter guy said, I'll kill your husband, I don't think he did it because he probably couldn't access the house anyway. Well, let me ask you this. The themes that we've been touching on, like sin Uh and crime and... You know, morality, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's really... And the nun character just representing some of that. Uh-huh. Oh, que- what if it's nun? The, que- <laughs> the question is... You think nun killed him? That would be a surprise. If the nun was involved, that would be a surprise. Right? So the question we're kind of looking at is... Murder is bad, right? We're supposed to feel that it's wrong to murder. But we're getting a lot of justification for someone evil dying. Right. Right, and we're getting these three women and what they've been through, and we know the trauma that they've been put through. Is it right to kill? Should they have killed him? Is there reason enough for them to kill him? Yes. Okay. Maybe (laughs) now, even if that's the case, would they do it? Are they the type of people that would do it? Oh. Would they go through with it? Right. See, when you talk like that, I don't think Hisu would do that. I don't think it was Hisu because, I mean, she like freaking takes care of the stepson right. like she's not her a own. Like I think she's pretty, she has a good morality. Right, and her ultimate payback probably wouldn't be murder, right? What yeah. a, what about uh, the other two ladies? I mean, Sahyun, like I think, I think she seems cold and like you know calculating. But I don't think she's the kind of person that would kill somebody. Right. It's more... I think if I have to pick somebody, it should be the tutor. Okay. Because she's come off as a little crazy, right? Yeah. In the past. I mean, look at her eyes. (laughs) Great casting. And then now you go back to what you talked about, the nun. I think nun's still like... I'm not sure about the nun. Like, I get that she was friends with... Um, Gio's mom and whatever the you know her relationship with the chair old chairman and all that stuff but I still like I don't know like maybe because I was raised Catholic and I know what it takes to become a priest or nun and you know one of my friends she's actually a, right now a nun um, so yeah I, I know this is a fictional story right but still, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm still thinking, like, I get that she has some training to become a nun, but I don't know. I think she could have done it. Well, what if... The- and, you know, the fact that she talked to Songtae, the male maid, she's like, the God will not forgive you if you commit the sin knowing that it was sin. Right. Maybe, maybe she was referring to herself. Maybe. So that's the question, like, does it's she... It's like a foreshadowing. Yeah. Does she feel that she's justified maybe she feels that she has to kill him or maybe she feels like he must be stopped and maybe, and maybe she's he'll kill one. herself like he'll kill Jiung and kill herself right and like, to protect okay. everyone involved 
yeah, she's like, okay, this is my bed. I didn't watch him close enough right. since he was a kid. So I'm going to have to close the door on this human being. Right. And then because I commit the sin, I'm going to kill myself yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Whatever I just worked a whole was. different show. There it is. <laughs> no, no, but you're not wrong. Think about this. The the chairwoman, the, the chairman's mother, well, uh-huh, wife, yeah. right? She's throwing holes at She's like, why do you believe the nun? What if her story's fake? Yeah. Now, let's think about that. If the nun did murder... What about the peacock? You think peacock <laughs> flew into the house and, like, everybody got, like, really surprised and, like, didn't know how to handle it and the peacock was flying around and then they just accidentally fell off the balcony trying to avoid peacock flying? <laughs> and it was actually the old chairwoman... No, not chairwoman. It was the wife who sent in the peacock. Because she just hated everyone. And she wanted to eat all the food that was in the house. That sounds like a different show as well. But could be fun to watch. Oh, seriously though. The nun. Yeah. If she did it, think about the fact that everything that she said has been a lie. Which means the whole scene that we know in our heads, that we think... Her confession, like the whole thing we've been watching. Right. That's all crap. So we don't really know at all what happened because if she's telling the cops this story about her running in and seeing the scene, but she's the one that killed him, then that scene, that never really happened. Well, that confession is is not incorrect because what we hear from her confession is that there were two people on the floor bleeding. That's what she says. Right. But it if doesn't she, say if it she, doesn't say anything about like I went to the house. I mean, maybe there was, but it doesn't involve any, you know, like it doesn't involve anything about like how she got there or you know right. we don't have the information she just starts her confession with exactly. there were two people on the floor that's my that's my point though like if she's the one that went to the cops and told them about it anything could happen it might not even happen in that room right you know what i mean so that's interesting to think about you really think the nun might have done it yeah i think i don't think it was any of the three women Except that Sohan has scar on her hand, whatever, like arm. Yeah. I don't know how she got that. I think she hit hit him over the head with a fire extinguisher. I think that's possible, but like, and how do you get scar from hitting the fire extinguisher? There's like, a little where you press the thing down. It's metal. Uh huh. Where you to extinguish fire? Yeah. Where you press the. Two I've never metal, extinguished two. fire, so I don't know. <laughs> so you hold the hose with your uh-huh. left hand, right? And then you hold the extinguisher with your right hand, and you're holding it up with a little metal handle, and your thumb is like on the edge of that. So if she picked it up in the way that you would normally pick up a fire extinguisher, uh-huh. and she used force to hit someone with it, that metal might have cut right into her finger in that exact spot. Oh. And then, then that, because of the force that she's using to hit huh. him with a fire extinguisher. Now, remember the cops were like, oh, it couldn't have been a woman that pushed him over. Right. But if there's a weapon involved, oh. it's different. Or what if it's not just one? What if it's all of That's them? That's why it's peacock. Right? So, getting back to your peacock theory, uh-huh. let's call it the peacock theory. <laughs> there's a reason the peacock was in this show. The caged bird finally sings. Oh. Right? It's let out. It sneaks out. Whatever. Who? Maybe that's what the head maid did. The head maid went and let the peacock out. Yeah. And we knew that the peacock was not actually the old peacock, but a new one. One that's more <laughs> dangerous. One that can lay eggs. <laughs> and so we let the peacock out and it will murder and take care of all the sin in the world. Wow. <laughs>
You know, there's a new Netflix series called Shadow and Bone or something. Mm. Um, What's that about? I don't know. It's some kind of fantasy, sci-fi, something like that. But I feel like this can turn into a new fantasy. You know, give credit to the writers of the show that they've created this fantastical world that we can now create within our own stories and our own ideas. I think that's what I like about the show the most is that they tell you enough to let you imagine. Right. You know? Yeah. But they don't tell you everything. So right. all the conversations we have about did this happen or I don't was that was that was that, was yeah. that about? Yeah. It's making us question, it's making us pay attention, it's making us wonder and it's also letting us imagine, you know, different possibilities, which is really cool. Yeah. It's I mean, hard speaking to do that. of that, I think the reason I like this show is because there's nothing wasted. Oh yeah. Because you know, like how you say, like uh, when you watch movie, like every scene has a meaning. Like right. there's nothing that you they just put that scene for no reason. Like every scene, every yeah uh, line has meaning. Like there's a reason that there's a scene, there's right. a line. I feel like this drama has that. Like every scene and every line of each character, there's a reason for that. It's true. You know, and I think about the editing of the show is a huge deal because. They had to shoot all those scenes. Yeah. And then they don't even use them in certain episodes, or maybe they'll cut a little piece of it and put it in another episode to figure out the timeline. Like, that's... That gets complicated. Oh. I can't even figure out the plot, so that's too (laughs) much in my head. Well, that's great. You know, I was thinking when I was watching this, because I kept thinking, like, how Suhyuk's character is like, okay, he represents freedom and whatever, but I still kind of felt bad. Like, he's... Okay, that's just use of his character, you know? Right. And I was thinking, like, they should make a sequel. And With him? Like, 10 years later or something like that. Now he's the head of the family. And then Hajun became... Well, I, I thought about this because there's a scene, Hajun hugging his dad. Right. And saying, like, oh, I love you, blah, 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 you know? Right. And ji actually gets kind of teary. And yeah. you see a little glimpse of him being a human. Right. And I was thinking, like, well, okay, so the kind of sub theme of the show is like something runs in the family right, right. so Hajun becomes adult or like teenager and he yeah. turns up exactly like his dad because something runs in the family I, I mean Hajun's gonna be almost nothing like the chair, chairman or Jinho the first son he's more like uh, the mom who's the tutor who's crazy woman <laughs> and Jiyoung who's also crazy man Right. So Hajun, despite the love and care of Hisu, he grows up to be a kind of crazy guy. Right. And he realized, okay, you know what? I want to own this company. And who owns it? Like, whoever is running the company at the time. Yeah. It could be Soyeon, could be, like, you know, Suhyeok or whatever. Or it could be the other son. And then, it will be sequel between the Crazy Man Volume 2, Version 2, and maybe Suhyeok, who married Yuyeon. Yeah. Right, the main. Yeah, that's the other son, yeah. I was like, that wouldn't that be a great sequel? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? It's another, like, grow. a good and bad kind of... It's like the saga of the family, right? Uh, exactly. Because it just continues on. Yeah. <laughs> There's an American show that came out, Yellowstone. Yeah. And then I, I think... I watched a few episodes. Then they did a show of, like, after that. Oh, yeah. And no, then, I think it was before, well, 1890-something. Right, they did one before, and they did another one before. Oh. Uh, I think I haven't seen them all, but so they're like just looking at this family, and because you know this one story of the family, now you can trace it before, yeah, and before that. 
or and then after but that's the idea like you've created such a rich and lush like family and real environment that now you can take these characters apart and we can watch them grow up like those kids yeah that's that's the future of the company really what are they going to do they might not be game for it right now but in 10 years yeah right that's also like why star wars star wars was probably so popular because you learned about this family in the first three, and then you had three movies before it that talked about the family and how the family came about. And then, then three episodes after the next kids and all that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a next kids kind of thing? Yeah, because the um, Luke Skywalker and his, and his twin sister, you learn, they were the kids of Darth Vader. And so you didn't know that until the end of the third episode. So then they told you a whole backstory of how those two fell in love and then had those two kids. And then later what? on... Luke Skywalker fell in love with Darth Vader? <laughs> I'm not going to explain Star Wars to you, okay? <laughs> Never mind. Just know that it's about a family. That's okay. it. It's about the Luke Skywalker family and how they came about. That's all it is. Okay. Well, thanks for joining despite your allergy and whatever you're going through right now. I'm going through a lot. No, thank you. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks for having me. So we have one more week of mine. And what should we do after then? I don't know. That's a good question. But I'm ready I'm ready to try something new. I'm trying I, to get Mary back in our show. and That's a good I, idea. I have a hard time reaching her. She's tough. Maybe I'll try to reach out and see if I can get in touch with her. Okay, good idea. I did have an idea, something you thought of earlier. Um, ice cream and K-drama. Yeah. I, I actually kept thinking about ice cream. So we could eat it. I do have ice cream now in my fridge. But... We could eat a different flavor and talk about a different show each episode. Wow. Would anyone be interested in that? Ice cream and K-drama? I'm sure. That's cool. I also think you should start an Instagram. I feel like that will generate a lot of ice cream ass mirror. <laughs> Maybe. All right, okay, that, that could be the title little, of the show. <laughs> sounds a little weird. Okay. I think cops are after me now, now that I said There's that a semi-bad word. There's a lot of sirens this morning. Yeah. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye.